Bernstein on Tess. Our team today looking for success at any cost. Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany, the dynamic duo, tackle the cheating minds. Coming right up on Tea for Two, a mother-daughter brew on Star Style. Be the star you are. Guys, have you ever been confused in the area of dating and relationships? Have you ever tried to apply dating and relationship tips you've read in newspapers or seen on talk shows only to find out they don't work? Are you sick of men bashing in today's society? We have a show just for you. Doc Love has immersed himself in the study of women and has been featured in major media outlets such as Time and Fox. Finally, a man-friendly show with coaching that actually works. Don't miss the Doc Love Show, Understanding Women for Men Only, Sunday mornings on World Talk Radio. Hi, this is Guy Finley, host of Letting Go with Guy Finley. Have you ever wondered what does it take to live without painful worries and those old resentments? Well, in this life, we are unable to forget whatever remains unforgiven. So if we won't let go of some pain whose time has now passed, then who is to blame for the weight of this burden that's still being carried on our back? We can do so much better once we understand how these old states of bitterness and fear and worry betray us, even as they convince us to carry them along with us. Join me this Thursday right here on worldtalkradio.com at 9 a.m. Pacific time as you and I explore the most important topics of our lives. We'll discuss stress, peace, happiness, relationships, what real success is, and even more. That's Letting Go with Guy Finley right here on worldtalkradio.com, where the world comes to talk. You're listening to World Talk Radio, where the world comes to talk. To speak with our show hosts or guests during the live show, call us toll-free in North America, 888-514-2100. Everywhere else, call 001-858-268-3068. Radio's finest hour of power, star style, be the star you are, a program of positive book talk with authors and experts to help you excel in life. This is our Tea for Two segment, a mother-daughter brew. My name is Cynthia Bryan. Brittany. And that means you. You're Heather Brittany. I just said that. Good. And we are thrilled <laughs> to be your personal growth success coaches right here on the airways every week. So we want you to pump your energy, love, learn, laugh, listen, and live your dreams through books and media because we really are a show about following your heart and doing what you love. In our Key for Two segment, we're going to be talking about teens and cheating. Seventy percent of public high school students admit to serious test cheating. Hmm, got to talk about that. And in segment two, you're going to learn more than 200 fresh approaches from breakfast to dessert on cooking eggs with Marie Simmons' new book, The Good Egg. And, of course, I'm excited about that being a chicken raiser. And in our third segment, we will discuss volunteerism with our super volunteer, Jennifer Tao, who is heading up more relief to battle illiteracy in the South. The Miracle Moment for today is brought to you by... The Carmony Collection. For your perfect handbag, go to www.carmonycollection.com. This is by Red Skelton, who was a comedian, 1913 to 1997. I live by this credo. Have a little laugh at life and look around you for happiness instead of sadness. Laughter always brought me out of unhappy situations, and even in your darkest moment, 
you usually can find something to laugh about if you try hard enough. So I like that. Even when we're having a lot of rain in our lives, let's try to find that sunshine. Well, a recent Gallup survey found that 65% to 70% of students in the 13 to 17-year-old range reported a great deal to fair amount of cheating in their schools. Half said they cheated on tests themselves. And in 2004, the Jefferson Institute of Ethics in Los Angeles, which is a nonprofit aimed at boosting personal and organizational ethics, released a study that they did among 25,000 high school students, and they found 62% admitted to cheating on, advance, uh, on exams. Now, cheating isn't new. It's been done forever. But in this more technological society, we're becoming more devious. It's widespread, it's blatant, and it's on our college campuses as well. So our campus colleague and, of course, my co-host <laughs> and T4G partner, Heather Brittany, she has something to say about this. Exactly. Well, widespread well, um, cheating, while it's very sad, it's not particular. You know, to any kind of school area, and cheating has become a real fact of life. In fact, that in California, five of the 51 colleges are being checked for cheating on achievement tests. At the University of Minnesota, 17 former basketball players have been charged with academic misconduct, and their coach is actually being sued. In Chicago, an eighth-grade class was required to take an entire test over um, over speculation of cheating, and it just goes on and on and on. And cheating on tests for various reasons has become just a way of the world. And and one thing is, you know, to ask why are students uh, cheating in the first place, but it's quite another to ask what are the um, the social implications of academic cheating. And it seems that in today's society that many commentators are stressing that society has placed so much pressure on students to achieve that they're doing Anything and everything to live up to these expectations of parents well, that's what and I was others. Say. The pressure to succeed is so huge that people have decided, and young people have decided, that they have to get there no matter what. And unfortunately, exactly. it's happening to the good kids as well who have a lot of integrity, but they can't keep up. Yeah, it seems that, you know, there's become more of a stress that people care more about passing the test than we do about actually learning the material. Um, for so many things, you know, there's, um, so many, you know, it's, it's not said, well, what did you learn today? You know, it's, what did you get on that test? How are you doing? And unfortunately, you know, we, that's how they, they marginalize, that's how they, they perceive you is, is how well you're doing on the class. And it's one thing, some people are absolutely amazing at taking tests, but they're really not retaining the knowledge. You know, it's not hard, you just memorize some stuff. And, and then, in um, other words, so that's not benefiting them in, in exactly, life. Uh, exactly. So many things, um, I know as me, I've suffered with learning disabilities for some, and I'll actually get um, onto that in a second about and about test taking wise. But um, for me, you know, I I can carry on conversations and very much so. I've obtained and absorbed the knowledge that I've learned in those classes. But for some reason, when I take a test and you know the multiple choices all day, I, I just it, the answers to just not come to me, or everything looks so familiar. I know this goes to this. It's almost you know, wish I could just have. Um, a paper that just listed everything there just so I could say, oh, okay, yes, you know, this is this. And something that um, I feel very fortunate for at a young age when it became evident that, you know, I wasn't at the same pace with children uh, at my grade as well, that I got tested for learning disabilities. And, they and that was when you were seven years old. That's, yeah, that's when, you know, I was in second grade. And they discovered, so they were able, you know, not only to say nip in the butt, but start 
um, aiding it. That you know, I started you know going to speech therapy, getting more formal learning, and so eventually, you know, not to say that I overcome it all, but I I've learned to work with my a learning disability instead of with against. And though you know, I may have to work ten times harder. I'm able to be in the same classes as, you know, quote-unquote normal kids. But something, and um, in college we have uh, DSS, which is Disabled Student Services, and one of the great services they offer for the children with learning disabilities is that you can come um, to the center on a day of a test. You have to uh, sign up a week in advance, and they give you, um, based on what your testing has shown, uh, that your disabilities are, you're given um, extra amount of time. No one's helping. No one is in there giving you any extra help. You're just given more time um, because it's shown that, you know, we just need extra time to think through, resort back to it. There's a certain thing um, I know for me having that pressure of, okay, you have 30 minutes to finish this test. Sometimes I'll, I just want to finish in the bubble because it's almost like I'm embarrassed to turn it in without it fully completed. So they're not giving us any extra help except that we have extra time. And now there's a big controversy over the fact that um, some Ivy League schools or very um, private schools are paying up to $1,500 to claim, you know, to have a student claim that they have a learning disability. And then these students get extra time on the test, and people that aren't getting extra time are saying, you know, this, this is fraudulent, these people don't need it, you know, they're not, they shouldn't really be getting this time. Um, I think it's a shame because it's one of those things that, you know, one bad seed, you know, wounds the whole apple bunch. Uh, I, I'm so thankful that I'm given this extra time, and I don't see it as um, for any reason that it, it does not guarantee that I'll pass the test. In a recent, um, just a week ago, I took um, a, an, a similar to an SAT test, and I was given SAT, I was given extra time, and I didn't get the um, passing score in order to go on to the next thing. So really, it doesn't matter. So you matter. have to it's take just... the test again. Exactly. I have to take it the test again. So, so having the extra time. I, I, it was for my happen. own psyche kind of thing. That it, it definitely helped me in the sense that I didn't have that extreme pressure that I'd put on me. But it didn't, you know, it didn't give me any kind of advancement. You either go into a test knowing something or you don't. Um, another thing regarding cheating the method with our new technologies today, it's so easy. Um, people can text each other. Um, you know, it used to be, you know, that they just write it on their hand. You know, people have, you know, can tap into websites and um, teachers' accounts to find the answers to tests. It's just unbelievable at, at what um, kids, you must wonder if they're wasting, you know, spending so much time on all this, why aren't they spending the time on the books? And the sad thing really is it, it isn't, they're not really getting these great, great, you know, they're working so hard and with so much at stake, um, at stake for getting in trouble, you know, that they're willing to take these risks because more it's that they have such a pressure on them they, to making their parents and their peers and others proud of them uh, to go on to some higher academic success or job-wise. Um, you know, I don't really think cheating is a personal thing. I think it's something that it's almost, Become something we expected, and we feel that you know people they have to get this great grade in order to make something of themselves. So, when I was doing my research on this cheating, I'm seeing that the kids are starting actually in junior high and um, ed cheating because they really want to get into the better schools, or they're trying to get the classes that they're doing. 
And that pressure to succeed is driving some to start cheating much earlier than we've ever seen it before. So it's because everything that you do today, you're trying to maximize exactly. your I potential. Think, I think when, um, when cheating begins in earlier ages, I think it's because it's a competition between you and your peers. Of, oh, what, what grade did you get? Oh, I got an A. I got a B. But then, but then in high like, school, it's the competition to get yeah, into college. Exactly. And then once it's in that college level, I think kids... I think the ultimate pressure with cooker is from parents, the people wanting to make their parents proud, and that sense of, okay, now I've gotten here, you know, how am I going to, and oftentimes it's so sad as kids that have cheated their ways into getting into these great colleges now have, you know, they had no idea it was going to be this hard, and now the only way to keep up with how they got there is to, to continue te- um, cheating, which is even worse because if, let's say, if they get by on this cheating there, how are, you know, they get a doctrine in something, how are they going to apply it to the real world because they really don't know what they're doing, which is a scary thought because, you know, some people complain about and their taxes, you know, are going for all this school funding. And, you know, my kid isn't going to these schools. You know, but the thing is, you know, our, our dentists, our doctors, our pilots, these people that, you know, our lives are in their hands, we want them in the highest academic sense, learning the best things. And so and cheating is not going to help you. Well, no, is, you know, no one, it benefits no one. And What about this digital deception, Heather? This is, I think, what's really scary because I know I've read about, right in California, a Turlock High School student, he only gave the first name of Daniel, says that he has been cheating for a very long time because he's competitive and he wants to... Um, he wants to get a better grade, and he says that he's going to do whatever he needs to do to get that better grade so he can get in to the college of his choice. And the principal says that it captures the brazen attitude of many students. And these are good kids, but they're so competitive. Yeah, they become cutthroat at anything. But now in colleges, and they're now starting to copy essays, and, and there are well, things in place play, now, right? Plagiarism, plagiarism has always been right, but there is an ex- Extreme emphasis at the beginning of the year um, or the semester. Each class you get, and the teacher gives you the syllabus. There is always a, a section of the syllabus stating how huge of um, an issue plagiarism is, and how it will not be accepted if anything is found to be plagiarized. How you know you you will be dropped from the class, given an F. Um, that all the the school authorities will be known. The possibility of being expelled from the school. I know one of my classes actually had where we don't just turn in um, a, a hard copy of the essay. We also have to electronically turn it in on this certain website that it scans through millions of essays, any essay that has ever been turned into an essay through an electronic program, so that it, see, it puts your paper up against other student papers and then anything that exists on um, the internet and book sources. So if you have one sentence, something will pop up and say, you know, show this. Um, then you know, they can test if you know, you know, if it's just a, a few words that. You well, know, I think a bottom line is just getting back to something we always reiterate in our T for Two segment is a getting back to integrity in the family and parents need and, to talk to their and children an, about an odd, not cheating odd and an honest effort. Sense to, to think that we have, you know, we have all these epidemics, you know, with drugs. And to think, you know, it's almost what kind of pressure are we putting on our society, are we putting on our kids that, you know, the great length of what they're putting at risk to get A's. I mean, it's almost something we want to, you know, say that, oh, kids are working. So, you know, applaud them that, you know, they're, they're, they're working so hard that they want these good grades, but at the same sense, 
they're really just, you know, taking one step forward and five steps back. Yes. How about saying to your kids, congratulations for being the best that you can be. You know, just do the best you can, and I'm proud of you for that. And I think that that's a message that we have to give to our colleges and um, and we have to learn to monitor each other. And so that it's all not grim news. Some schools have banned cell phones and cameras and other gadgets during school hours. And maybe just getting back to a sense of honor. Well, great uh, interview as usual, Heather. Thanks for our tea for two. Let's give out the website for I Carmody Collection. Um, you can, there are many links that link up to the Carmody Collection. You can either go to www.carmonycollection.com com or www.heatherbrittany.com, um, all of which have links to the Carmony Collection as well as Be The Star You Are and The Goddess Gals. That's us. I'm Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. And don't go away because we're going to go into the hen house and the kitchen for fresh eggs in our next segment when author Marie Simmons joins us. So stay right here with me on Star Style. Be the star you are. Thank you for listening. Thank you.